welcome to the Hobby Hustle podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Candice. This is the podcast for creatives run by two fellow business owners who discuss the ups and downs of creative entrepreneurship. From dealing with imposter syndrome to celebrating new business milestones, we're here to talk about all of them with you. Hi, it's Candice here. Welcome to the Hobby to Hustle podcast. Today, Gemma and I are going to be going over why we're not really big fans of social media and the different ways that you can sell your products that doesn't involve social media. So some of you guys, first of all, I sound sick. It's fine. We'll try to look past that today. But yeah, first of all, I don't use social media. And some of you who follow me on Instagram might have noticed that I do drop off the face of the earth for like months on end. And then I'll be like, hey, I'm at a craft market and you can find me here. And then you don't hear from me again. (laughs) That's not really the healthiest way. So today, Gemma is going to be the one that's guiding us on how we can sell our products without social media, because how I do it is just just not doing it, just not showing up anywhere. But Gemma, I want to ask why you don't like social media first. Well, there's lots of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I feel this kind of sense of anger and I know that sounds like a strong word to use but when I started calligraphy and I started out on Instagram and started connecting to all these amazing calligraphers and artists I really felt that there was a sense of community and then just algorithm change after algorithm change like to a point where they don't show you the people you're following unless you click on something specific each time. And I just feel really disconnected in honesty when it comes to social media. My motivation for being on there is no longer there. And that's not the only reason why I don't like it anymore. But it is a big part. I do feel like my reason for being on there is gone. And I'm talking more specifically about Instagram Um, Obviously, there are different types of social media, but as a rule of thumb, all of them are prone to algorithm changes, which can make you want to pull your hair out. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't like how they changed so many things since like the good old day of posting your art on Instagram. I agree with you, the algorithm changing thing kind of like, not kind of, it did put me off social media. On top of that, not seeing my friends. Yeah, so it had like a two-pronged effect because suddenly Mm -hmm. the people that we want to see and, you know, would typically post pictures that don't want to post videos, we won't see their work anymore. And similarly, as a business owner, unless we're willing to record video content, we're not going to be present on social media or our visibility is seriously reduced. Yeah, I did you know Instagram also removed the recent like if you go click on a, ha- a hashtag, mm-hmm. it only shows top recent posts, like top posts if you perform well. It, they completely removed the recent post uh tab and put it on your feed instead, like your main feed, which is why you can't see other people, like your friends. Mm-hmm. But it also forces you to doom scroll. I I have been doing so much doom scrolling recently. (laughs) My friend is having a baby and because I search for stuff related to like baby shower gifts, 
Suddenly mm-hmm. I've been getting loads of pregnancy and baby reels. And like, it's not relevant to me. I'm not having a baby. <laughs> but the, the headlines catch me out and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to click this one to see what this is about. And then suddenly, like, all I'm being shown is pregnancy reels yeah. that I can't stop scrolling through. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, when did I even open this app? <laughs> um, I was meant yeah. to be responding to a comment or something. Did you ever participate in those, um, what's it called? These, like, support groups on Instagram. Like, this is, I'm talking about this is, like, five years, like, maybe, no, not five years, like, two, three years ago, maybe even more, probably more, actually, no, like, five years ago, where it's, like, a group of maximum, like, ten, and you all do the same artwork, and you post that in that group chat, like, Instagram group chat that you posted, and everyone starts commenting on your thing to boost engagement, no, did you ever I participate d- in those? I don't know if I got that. I, I, d- I did get messages like, oh, if you do this for me, then you could do... Th-. Like, I did get messages of people trying to boost profiles and saying they'll also boost mine, but I just couldn't be bothered. I would leave them on red. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I joined one of those before. It was started off on Facebook. Like, I mm. would just you know comment on people's stuff on facebook and then they're like oh we've noticed that you comment on a lot of people's stuff i'm like well yeah because like i mean it's just commenting it takes me like two seconds and if it Mm. helps a little bit might as well and then they're like oh would you like to join this thing where like if you post your stuff in there like if you post the stuff stuff everyone in the group chat will go into your post and you know say some nice stuff about your your posts, etc., to get your engagement up and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can do something like that. So I did that when I had my calligraphy. Wow, that sounds so long ago. <laughs> but like things have changed so much that you need to start doing a lot more post-production stuff to post. Yeah. And I can't be bothered. Yeah. I hate I, it. And, you know, it's not just Instagram that have changed to the video content element. Like Pinterest is video content. Facebook oh, really? has video content. Yeah, Pinterest more heavily promotes video content now, um, which is a shame <laughs> um, because I thought it was like a safe bet. And yeah, now they're pushing more video content. Basically, every co- every social media I can think of is promoting short form video content quite heavily, which can be really disheartening if that's just not your cup of tea. And don't feel super gloomy when we're chatting about this because we do have some solutions for you that we're going to be talking about later but frankly I've just I've not been motivated to create video content for that purpose (laughs) I feel like if I'm going to spend a lot of time and energy creating video content I'll just create a YouTube video Mm, yeah that's what I'm hoping to do as well I know it's I keep saying that I've been saying that for two years and I don't post anything but once I move, I'm going to start posting more things. Or if I, you know, have a better setup, then I can post a little bit more. The The thing that I did want to mention, though, is YouTube technically is not categorized as social media. It is categorized as entertainment. So I feel like most people, if they want to do post-production, they would start a YouTube channel. But why it's so annoying for Instagram and TikTok for me personally is like, I feel like now it's another 
like thing I gotta work on. Even though if I could reuse everything, YouTube has always been always been very difficult to oh, YouTube's manage. pushing YouTube shorts as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like everything is so difficult and Yeah. And it just I don't have the energy or the patience and I've never really cared about following count anyways. For YouTube, I guess I only cared because you can't monetize until you reach a thousand. So that was like a legitimate, not legitimate, but that's like a, like an actual criteria that you need to hit in order to get paid because you have ads on your stuff regardless. Like my Mm -hmm. videos, they have ads. I just don't get paid for them. Yeah. And so I kind of want to be rewarded for my efforts kind of situation. But yeah, everyone knows, um... Or everyone who's seen my Instagram knows I kind of just post and then drop off the face of the earth. Mm. Maybe that's why my business is not like skyrocketed like some other people. Yeah, s- sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe the reason why I don't have lots of people on social media is because I can't be bothered with social media. I don't, I've probably mentioned this before. Sometimes I feel insecure when I'm promoting myself as a business coach and my following is really small compared to other people but I then remember that that's not like the most important indicator of a business in my opinion you know what's important is money (laughs) making (laughs) money and enjoying the process as well you don't even take that many breaks from your workshops that's how many workshops you're doing Mm. and like, you don't have as many followers as some of the workshop hosts uh, I've seen as well. And that's pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gonna... Etsy's. Oh, sorry. I just remembered Etsy, po- po- like, promotes using videos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no so one is safe. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it do be rough out there. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel that sense of, like, this is a business obligation. I think it went from something that was kind of enjoyable to something that became a real chore. Just in my opinion, like it became a bit more soul-sucking. And I think it depends on the person because some people would probably much prefer to record a process video over, you know, creating a full piece and then taking a pretty picture. You know, videos may appeal to certain people, in which case... Like, it's a good time to be in business because everyone loves them. Um, Mm -hmm. This is just our opinion, and I know that we're not alone in this. I did used to follow another kind of business coach in the creative realm, and she basically told people who didn't like the changes to stop being babies (laughs) and stop whining. And, like, she didn't phrase it exactly like that, but it felt kind of rude um, so I stopped following them. But they're quite big as well. They're definitely a lot bigger than I am. But yeah, it's, it's okay to feel frustrated and honestly a little bit defeated. But once you get over that feeling, it's time to, you know, put yourself back out there, but in different ways, which I think brings us on to our main point of this episode is not just to rant even though it's quite therapeutic um but to actually talk (laughs) about different ways you can promote your products and services without social media 
So first thing I want to mention <laughs> that I guess it gets an honourable mention then. I had never considered this until I spoke to someone I was coaching a week or two ago that told me that she booked her client from walking in the door of a corporate headquarters and just oh, yeah. asked to speak to HR. <laughs> there is no way that I would have the balls to do that. But <laughs> she's built a whole business doing that. So if you are confident, um, definitely give that a go. <laughs> like that is a great way. Just walk in the door and ask. Worst case, they'll look at you a bit weird and say, no, sorry, <laughs> who are you? But she has built a thriving business from walking in the door and essentially getting word of mouth after that. So yeah. that was quite a bold one to start out with. We are not going to get you, you know, knocking on doors <laughs> to, to sell your products, <laughs> don't worry. But I just thought that was worth mentioning before I forgot it because it wasn't on my list because it was quite a new addition. So another way that you can promote your products is and services is to create a website and then make it SEO optimized. So for those that don't know what SEO is you're not alone I didn't know what it meant either for ages it stands for search engine optimization basically it's how well you do on google how high up you show up on google and when I googled this I felt so overwhelmed I actually cried because it was it was such gibberish to me I thought there's no way I'll ever understand this and then I realised it was actually quite straightforward. <laughs> I just stressed myself out for nothing. It's actually really simple to set up a website and then get it SEO optimised. So I rank number one pretty much throughout my entire county of the UK, which I'm really proud of. And actually I'm aiming to go UK wide in, in my Google rankings. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I want to shout out my memberships at this point. Well, just one. I have the Creative Biz Success Society and I have a couple of modules on this. So how to set up your website step-by-step step, and then how to set up SEO step-by-step. Step. And it's a lot more straightforward um, once you know what you're doing. So I've simplified it basically. And then Candice, I'm gonna hand over the next point to you because it's about using a third-party platform. So this is basically a more hands-off approach with... No, a hands-off approach with marketing isn't right because you have to do marketing on Etsy to show up, don't you? So Candice, you talk us through that because I don't know Etsy that well. Well, I mean, I don't know how credible I can be since I went on vacation and have been hard punished for it for a year now. But the important thing that Etsy has always said or told others to make sure you stand out is to have some consistency. I do think Etsy is a really good way for people to advertise because Etsy's ad system is pretty decent. A lot of big time Etsy sellers still use ads and they benefit from it. And a lot of small time Etsy sellers or new sellers, they use ads as well and they also benefit from it. Benefit from it. Yeah, so I think Etsy's a good way to show your or showcase your work just post photos you don't need to post the video i've never posted a video i mean i only posted a video for my plushies because i feel like i need to show people how squishy mm. they were 
and the sizing yeah. in comparison to your hand, just so people have a better picture of the plushie size that they would be getting. But if you're selling clothes, you might want to take a quick photo or a video of like the front, like you doing a 360 spin. It doesn't have to be that much effort, in my opinion. It's not that I want to give bare minimum effort. Like that's not what me and Gemma are saying. But we're just saying that it it does suck that we have to put so much effort into using our phones, recording ourselves, then posting it. When back then, it was just posting a photo and words that you typed out meant more. Because no one reads description nowadays other than if you put in your video, please read the description yeah. in big bold letters for the first three seconds or last three seconds of your video which kind of sucks but yeah that's how uh that's how etsy would be very good for selling your products posting consistently and i don't mean every day i mean like once a week is fine like etsy's already said that and i've tested it before it works if you post once a week like a new product once a week it's fine but i understand that some people have bigger products so you would have to kind of find another way that you can maybe sell other smaller products or work on other smaller products or create bundle deals and stuff like that. Yeah, so you could just, you know, be on Etsy essentially and just utilize the marketing options they have. And um, We've talked in a previous episode why we wouldn't solely rely on one platform and why you should uh, create your website, but... You definitely can start out that way. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also event alternatives as well. So for example, I use Eventbrite and I sell tickets through there. So even with, you know, on top of my usual marketing techniques, I get sales through Eventbrite as well. So yeah, I could either, when I got started, I sold them just through there. And then when I was more established, I got additional sales through there. So moving on to the next way to sell your products or services is to use paid ads. Now, this is definitely not something I would recommend for beginners <laughs> because it can very quickly absorb a lot of your money if you don't know what you're doing. It takes quite a lot of trial and error and you need that extra bit of income to be able to do that trial and error but it could be a great way to get in front of people without having to create content regularly because people will still see your post it's going to be prioritized by platforms especially <laughs> I was on a friend's Instagram profile the other day and I was scrolling through and there was an ad actually within their profile I thought, no, that's next level advertising. <laughs> so, I'd, so I'd clicked on a post on that profile and then was scrolling and you know usually it would just be their posts. It started yeah. to add ads in there as well. So it's not great from a user perspective, but <laughs> these platforms are really pushing ads. Wow. Yeah. And then another one that's kind of linked to social media is to use social media, but to use it in a different way. So I automate my social media. I use something called SmarterQ, which I am obsessed with. Um, it essentially bulks up the number of posts you can have using 
the content you already have. I don't know if I've explained that right, but say I have five pictures and five descriptions related to the pictures. I upload them to SmarterQue and it creates 25 posts and then it mm. puts them into a queue and they get looped around. So it's very easy to create a bunch of posts in there that then get repurposed. So for anyone who's seen my Instagram account or Facebook, that's not me, you know, actively posting. <laughs> that is SmarterQ doing it for me. And it's a great way to still be visible and still show up consistently, but you don't have to use that mental space of creating content and, you know, worrying about posting. And yeah, it's just a great way to approach things. I might actually link my affiliate link in the description. So anyone who uses that will get a double length trial. So usually the trial is 15 days, but you get 30 days if you use the affiliate link. And I make nice. a few pennies if you like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then another one is collaboration. So, you know, work with other artists and small business owners to get the word out there about your product. I've seen a lot of other artists do this. And this yeah. is actually something I really want to do next year. I I have a terrible habit of getting really excited about an idea <laughs> and then I take too much on. So I have a big idea that I want to speak to Candice about and she'll probably be like, Gemma, are you okay? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. But I have a huge idea for collaboration that I'm very excited about. Have you done any collaboration yeah, guys, I just want to say, as she is saying this, the level of anxiety I'm getting right now <laughs> is like, I... <laughs> you should see my Google Doc plan, Candice. It's I already 100 before. pages. <laughs> have you got... You guys have not seen her when she goes on a planning spree. Like, she has tabs within tabs on Google Docs. You guys don't understand. When Gemma has an idea... She feels genuine excitement. I feel genuine fear. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually referenced that in one of my upcoming newsletters about how... How you have a, a problem? A friend, oh. I didn't phrase it that way, but basically a f how a friend said they can see my stress levels dependent on the number of like subheaders I have <laughs> and yeah. how detailed my plan is. That's very true. But I also do that when I'm very excited about something. It's either yeah. when I'm very stressed or very excited. Um, I just need to basically word vomit onto a page and organize it. Oh my God. It's hilarious. But yeah, I have, I mean, I have tried collaborating before. I unfortunately did receive some either stone cold shoulders or mm. no responses back when I just started. And this was when I thought it'd be a very cute idea for kitten dino to be kind of like in a multiverse situation but you know what that's okay i've learned that you know it's good to fear the world no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um it's 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 a good learning experience and not everyone is gonna say they're okay with collaborating with you not everyone is even going to respond to you but it just makes it a little bit more fun to mm. collaborate with people that have the same idea or same concept as you. You can also collaborate with your artist friends as well, or, you know, someone that you work close with and that also has a small business. 
I think it's a great way for you to expand your community mm-hmm. and introduce each other's communities to each other. So that's kind of something that I personally don't know if I'll do because I really don't like reaching out to people. It's not it's not a them problem. It's a, it's 100% just a me problem. Gemma knows I don't like making friends and that makes me sound so pretentious or not that she doesn't like people. She just doesn't like the anxiety of new people. meeting new people. Yeah. yeah. Like prime example. Yesterday I was at a craft fair at University of British Columbia and there is a really popular artist and she she introduced herself to me after I explained to the group of them that like, you know, the volunteers, these student volunteers are just a little bit late and that we should just sit, sit back and just wait for them. And then she introduced herself to me. She was like, oh, are you the creator of Candino? I'm like, I am. And she's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. I don't want to put her on the spot. She's like, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, and she was like, I don't know why. So, yeah, it's not that I don't like people. It's just I get anxious about talking to people. And then I have this really bad habit of not knowing when to stop talking because I'm so nervous. Mm. You could tell I did a business uh, major at university because I always used to shake people's hands. Like Oh, God. Yeah, I used to be like, hi, I'm Gemma, and shake their hand. I stopped doing that now because it's been a little while since I've been out of uni. But for years, I would shake people's hands. Oh, I think it was probably after COVID, actually, I stopped that. But oh, okay. one more that point on collaborating is I have a friend called Katie, who is an amazing photographer. She took all of the nice photos of me. I've probably mentioned her a bunch of times now. Mm-hmm. But we essentially did something called a skill swap. It was her suggestion. So she took part in my calligraphy by Christmas course. And in exchange, she took some brand photography for me. And that was a great, like, option for both of us. She learned a new skill and I had some amazing photos. So that's something that you can also consider. um, That it doesn't necessarily have to be collaborating through... Same industry. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's technically same, similar industry, but mm. you don't have, like, just because I'm an artist, I don't have to collaborate with other artists. I can collaborate with, like, a crocheting person mm. or, like, a stationary artist, like, cards and stuff. I can do that, too. You can collaborate with anyone that you want to collaborate with, whoever makes you comfortable and is open to different ideas. It Just have fun with it. Mm. Don't be like me. Don't be a hermit. It's okay to be a hermit. That's why there's all these ideas. Yeah, but I feel like I take that to the extreme. But that's fine, because I'm going to make up for it with this new project idea. <laughs> oh my god, no. Okay, guys. I don't, I'm going to be doing just so the... much socializing. Sidetrack, though. This podcast, it was mostly Gemma's idea, and she was like, Kenneth, I want you to be my side person i was like oh yeah i can just edit she's like no i want you to no she's like i want you to be co-hosting with me i'm like oh let me think about it and then and then now here we are i I was actually really anxious to ask you even though we were friends i thought i've been talking to each other for two years every monday (laughs) (laughs) um because i was aware it 
is a big commitment as well. And I had this vision for the podcast. Like I always knew I wanted to do a podcast and I knew I wanted to do it with a close friend. So if you said no, like my dreams would have been dashed. GG, game over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not that I would have told you that, but I was like, please don't say no. Maybe you've seen it in my eyes, like... Oh, I saw it in your eyes. Um, but it's not like a guilt trip thing, but it, I did see how important it was for you. And I did, I convinced myself because I was like, oh, maybe this is too much. But then I'm like, oh, but maybe this is a good opportunity. Wait, you guys who are listening, another way you can do this or share your content podcast. You don't do, you do not have to do any videos. Just get like a... You don't even have to get a decent mic. My mic is, if you guys don't know, it's a Hyper Solar Cast. I, I think it's just called Hyper Solar Cast, like four or something like that. And it's about $50. You can even get a $25 mic. I don't know how big of a difference it would be. And then there are a lot of free editing softwares out there. And you just, you know, post a artist diary or a small business diary. Mm. 30 minutes of you talking about how your week went. You can say whatever it is that you want to say don't even have to record your own face you just sit there and talk it's quite therapeutic Mm. yeah so I've learned that I I don't mind the audio side of recording but I struggle more with video I tend to right get a bit more stressed out when I'm recording video um I think that's part of the reason we've not yeah uh Callum made fun of me uh so for those that don't know Callum's my fiance at like my most <laughs> recent YouTube video because it was slightly like diagonal <laughs> and he was like oh, oh Jem, no. what's that frame <laughs> I'm like stop <laughs> it I'm trying my best okay <laughs> oh my god because I'm recording from the back camera so you know I look at it before I record and I'm like yeah that looks right but it was not anyway let's move back on track <laughs> so I mentioned I did a school swap with my friend Katie, who I met at a networking event. So this is something else that Candice wouldn't like. (laughs) Um, But Mm -hmm. networking is a great way to, yeah, network with people who might be interested in your services. So it's probably more relevant for service businesses. It It depends. It depends. It's all contextual, isn't it? But for example, with me, you know, I offer private calligraphy workshops for businesses. It makes sense that I would go to a business, like more corporate networking event. Right. And also... Oh, oh, go on. I do know there are networking events for artists Mm. and they are in groups that talk to other, like in that group, they network about which events are happening. Oh, like what okay. craft fairs, what yeah. cons, because con season. And they also talk about any like anything that has an event or product or something that can help the group out. That That's what they do. Mm. Yeah, th- I guess you could do that. I'm not in any of these because um, social... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been invited to them and I'm like, I'm okay, thank you. Oh, Um, But yeah, I mentioned about networking in corporate settings, but I also network in a more relaxed setting with women in business. Um, And actually, I lead that group now because I'm just so Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) No, it's because I met Katie there and Katie 
I guess I was the Candice in that situation. She was like, Gemma, I'm interested in doing this thing and I'd love for you you to do it with me. (laughs) Um, And I was excited. Oh. But yeah, that's how I ended up in that position. So, Candice, I'm going to get you to do more talking. Um, Craft fairs. This is another Ah. way to sell your product without social media marketing. Talk us through it. (laughs) Right. So I actually just finished a craft fair. It was a two-day craft fair. And it was really interesting because I have like a retail location at at our local mall, two of them. And the craft fair was held at UBC. And so I knew that there were a lot of students and it was the first time I actually did a craft fair without Will. And oh. it was it, it <laughs> was horrible. Like like horrible for my insides. And I guess it kind of showed on the outside. Cause I basically designed my uh setup and I did get a lot of great compliments and it makes me really, really happy. I don't wanna f- okay, I know I sound like I'm flexing, but I don't want it to make it sound like that. I just if you guys see it on social media, I put a lot of effort into making my stall looking like the way it does right now. I've installed lights that actually look like store lights and stuff. Um, it looks really cool. And I made the structure look like an actual shop. Now, because you can find me locally at a mall, there were a lot of students that were like, oh, this is the one that we see in Metrotown. And then they go like, are you the artist? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And how I have my things set up is in order to talk to me, you have to look through this window. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can have to knock I'll on just... the door and give the password. <laughs> and if it's right, I'll let them speak to me. But like, it's such a good way for people to know that you exist. Yeah. And it's also another good way for you to learn how other people set up. Don't copy. Okay, like, don't, if someone's worked really hard on their setup, you can maybe, you know, have some inspiration, get some ideas, but don't, like, just frame by frame, literally copy them, because it's not nice to do that, and it does, it's very disheartening, but it was a good way for people to talk to me about how I did my setup, and, like, for vendors, it was great for them to ask me, like, oh, what are some of your tips that you can give them, and so that's how I kind of do my sharing of info but for customers when they come and see my stuff they do follow me on instagram sometimes and it's a great way for you to talk to people about any future upcoming updates where people can find you because a lot of people are like are you still going to be here until friday i'm like ooh, no i'm only here uh this is my last day but you can find me permanently at Metrotown and some people will be like you know what I'm gonna go check that out and I'm like cool I won't see you there but you'll see my stuff there (laughs) (laughs) oh a lot of people sorry last tip a lot of people actually use craft fairs to test out products that they have yet to launch on their website because you get a direct opinion from customers and you know exactly what sells and what doesn't sell that's what I would do for craft fairs and that's what I suggest. Okay, so that is it for why we think social media sucks, or I definitely <laughs> do. Candace is worried you'll come for us if you love social media. Um, it's okay if you love social media, <laughs> but if you don't, we are with you. 
Um, but we have also provided other alternatives for if you are in our group of not liking social media. So hopefully you've taken away something from this and we've given you extra ideas. And we'll chat to you in a couple of weeks. Bye everyone. Bye bye.